Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, hey, by the way, uh, how are we coming along on that autograph of the back of the VHS yeah, tape that was at the graduate in Columbus? Did they bring it to you? Still no, I have, I have not seen a VHS tape. Okay. Well, we're still working on that. Lee, you know. Lee must have left it. You know, He might have been high off of his own supply of uh, morning time. Lee, Lee was getting right out of there yeah. as soon as we were done with the show. Y'all were. They, they, they were across the street. Oh, wait, wait. Was, was, was Lee was supposed to bring it back or was it mailed? Yes. Well, it might have been mailed back. Mailed it might back. be mailed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It might be. Oh, yeah. It's all right. We'll get it to How many copies do you have, Coop? Um, I don't know. Probably only like a couple, and they're and they're also they're also VHSs. Can I have one? I mean, yeah. You want to you want to sign it to me? (laughs) I mean, I'm being dead ass. I mean, they're all at my mom's house, so I'm being dead ass. Go get them. I'll 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 ask her. Has it been remade into a DVD? Yeah, I'm sure there's DVDs. I just back when uh, when I did the movie, that wasn't really a. you know, a thing yet. So the studio sent me a bunch of VHSs. So those are, are originals. You, yeah. Yeah. Are you old enough to remember, like, I don't know, vivid things of like working with Jim Carrey and all that? Yeah. That had been a pretty cool experience. Like, is he is he like funny and real? Like a lot of comedians are not funny in real life. They're like kind of like blah blah. How how is he? He's absolutely funny. He's always the same. Yeah, that's. It's he's not really. I mean. Not saying that he's not really acting, because he's done a lot of serious roles where he does some serious heavy acting. Yep. But in the comedic stuff, that's just him. Uh-huh. Hmm. What, what, about um, what about you? Are you the same as you were on that movie? <laughs> yeah, are you a method actor, Coop? Or yeah. Do you act the same as you did back then? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're getting the character. <laughs> Get the character. You going you to do Half-Baked Part 2? Coop's Revenge. Is that God, I would, I would love that. I, I would be, yeah. I would star in it with you. If you want to do that, like, let's. I would sign it. on so fast. I, I would sign on to that pretty quickly too, Coop. Coop, how old were you when you did the movie? I was seven. Okay, dang, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so like twenty, like closer to eight or real seven, like real seven. So it was oh, 20, wow. 27 years ago. 
Because there's a lot of, of of development from seven to eight. Like, it's a big jump. Is, is there? Yeah. What are you well, talking I'm about? I'm dealing with it right now. Really? Yes. Yeah. There's a big jump Dude, from seven to eight. when your kid turns seven, they start to turn into, like, a little person. Yeah, like like a, person. a Like a real little person. By the time they hit eight, like, eight is they're doing more. stuff you're going, Like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, my daughter at eight right now is like, I'll be sitting there like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, she's, she's smarter than me. On God, my son. I mean, already, I don't know if that's saying much, I mean, but I me, I'm just saying. My son's already there, and he's two and a half. So no, no, no he's not. <laughs> no, he is. No, he's not. I can assure you. No, he's not. Uh, he's not Jonas. But you know, it's a low. Give bar it some there. time, my guy. Yeah, that's your well, first one. You don't have any comparisons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you was around Tyrone's kids, you know. What I mean, then then you got a comparison. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That might have been a little different. Though. Some, di- yeah, there's some differences there, you know, though. They're a little bit bigger than your boy. Yeah, a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little, little different, different complexion. <laughs> different, you know? different background. Air textures, all that stuff. Jeez. Different huh? streets. Riding a different type of ride. That is true. Although old school. Racist. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> Same hydraulics. <laughs> Things popping up and down. Hey, man, when they pulled up, I was like, damn. <laughs> and the caddy with the top down. Hey, bro, all of them is like all of six, 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 seven. It's like five of them, and they all got in the same car. He's had that Cadillac for so long, like that was like he. But that's he when cars so were cars. Yeah. That's when cars were cars. Like you hit something it's with that so car. Big, you hit something with that car today, and you're turning that into a to a, a can. Yeah, like, like literally smash can. Yeah, you go yeah. through anything with them old caddies, man. Yeah, <laughs> those are boats. Boats How on. You have six foot seven kids, three of them in the back seat. Y'all pulling off comfortably. Got to pull the top down. <laughs> Sound like a beer can. They was flat. reclined in that back seat, caddy. Is <laughs> a cat um, used to be homeless in their caddies? No, they not. Them caddies is bigger than some of these part studio apartments in yeah. the back seat. That's why so many of y'all born from a caddy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you too, Coop. <laughs> we got confirmation. All right, on I'm that. done. I'm done, man. Um, well, uh, done. listen. That was kind of spicy. Drill. Well, I mean, uh, something got a little spicy in the NFL yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it did. Spicy. Yeah, it did. Like uh, all of a sudden, just. Out of the Did blue. Did the wheels fall off? <laughs> like, out of yeah, the blue. Lee. Just uh, middle of the week, a Wednesday, getting ready for week eight in the NFL, kicking off later on tonight. We'll have more on that coming up later on between the Bucks and the Bills. And next thing you know, uh, everybody's favorite quote-unquote system quarterback, Brock Purdy, ends up in concussion protocol. Mm. Uh, mm. a couple of days after a game against the Minnesota Vikings. So here was his head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talking with the media about the situation. I started getting symptoms on the plane, uh, so we found I found that out when I, we landed. We were all pretty asleep, but then he got all checked up today and now he's, or yesterday, and now he's in the protocol. Uh, does he have enough time to clear protocol in order to be available for the game on Sunday? Oh, yeah, he does have enough time. He's just he's got to go through the process. When you watch the film, where do you think he hurt himself? Quarterback sneaks? Possibly. Uh, we're not, we don't know for sure because um, he didn't start getting into the plane, so I don't know exactly, but I'd probably guess that. Can you tell at all, I guess?
on one of those, uh, that was Kyle Shanahan talking about the Brock Purdy situation. Uh, on one of those quarterback sneaks, there's a, a video going around where I think it's Hicks of the Vikings who just cracked him to where it was helmet to helmet. And some people have speculated maybe that was where the blow took place. But, I mean, he didn't, like, nothing popped up. Like, there was no, and doesn't this kind of, signal that when people are talking about Tua and all these other concussions it's like man not everything is equal like some of this stuff maybe just pops up later on and it doesn't mean that the team is being reckless or the coach is being reckless it's just people show symptoms at different times yeah yeah Yeah, I mean uh, concussions are a, a really interesting unique thing everyone experiences them in different ways I saw the hit you're talking about. It's it's one of the you know the hits when you talk about the whole tush push brotherly shove, that play, that's going to happen at some point too, and, and that's why it kind of gives me a little bit of a concern because with a lot of those sneaks, the way we're doing them now, that's really the only recourse a defender has. But in this case for Purdy, I think the hard thing is we have seen a, a handful of players be able to pass protocol in the same week and still get out there and play, but. This kind of felt like it was late in the week in the process, which would make it difficult for them to be able to for to have him get cleared in time. Uh, but it's not saying he can't. It just it seems like it'd be a little bit more of a difficult process to to go that route. Either way, if you look at the stats too, after he sustained that hit, that's when the two picks came into play. That's when his his play really went downhill in the game was after that particular quarterback sneak where he took the shot from Hicks. So um, maybe that lends to explain a little bit more. I think there's been other quarterbacks who've sustained hits, stayed in, and you've kind of seen that sort of play before. But it, it's it's different for everyone, and that's the crazy thing about concussions. And, you know, it's how players and teams and everyone has to deal with it. Well, I'm glad you offered that reasoning because I was really wondering, did the, did the milk go bad? Did the, did the well run dry? I'm just, uh, you know, you watch the way he was playing. It's like, man, is 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 it like going bad right in front of our eyes? I mean, maybe it's the concussions. I mean, the concussion, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But just watching it, it was like, did we watch a shift? You know, that sometimes you, you, I can recall when we were talking about uh, who was Rush playing for the Cowboys. It's like, oh, he gets in there right after Dak goes out. He's having all kinds of success, you know. You don't generally get an opportunity when when a guy comes in for a limited amount of time because it's such a small sample size to be able to see if it's sustainable or not. You know that's the biggest thing about when you're playing playing at the professional level and so somewhat even at the college level. Can you sustain success once people have film on you and they have book on you and then they're coming? They know to come after you. Like Brock Purdy is now a target. He's not just Mr. Irrelevant. He's like one of the hotter players at the position in the league right now, whether you think he's system or not. So I hope that's what it is because he he looked like his trajectory was was higher and is going to go high. But it also looked like, I mean – was it a riddle that was figured out we during were, the course of that game? We were talking about it on Tuesday that, you know, the Sharks were in the water. They were waiting for anything to try and bite down and, and go with their, well, Brock Purdy's system quarterback, he got exposed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he was playing pretty decent before that. You know, the week before, obviously, was a struggle. 
But then if you do find out, okay, well, he took a big hit or maybe a couple of big hits. That makes it more more yeah, feasible. Like it, do, it does seem like that's more of a, a, a plausible reason as to why maybe he struggled down the stretch. You know, it is two games that they lost back-to-back, and it's interesting, curious. They scored 17 points in both games. So they're not even breaking 20, you know, with, with their offense production. They hit the same number two two weeks in a row. I mean, I don't know – what core, you know, what what conclusion to draw from that other than to say there there wasn't very much offense and there has been injuries. So I get it. Not just Brock Purdy, you know, you got you got key injuries to to the team. So maybe they're just banged up right now. But it does. I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm a 49ers fan, my question to you guys would be, should you be concerned with a two game skid? And now he's in concussion protocol. Maybe he clears. Maybe he doesn't. Do you have confidence in Darnold? And if Purdy clears and comes back, do you have confidence that he's going to be better? That would be the question I'd be asking, I think, if I'm a Niners fan. It sucks for Brock Purdy, but I'm fascinated to see what Sam Darnold looks like in this offense. Like, I I really want to see how this plays out with him. I mean, this is the best he's had to work with. I mean, even if Debo Samuel is out, you know, he's got Christian McCaffrey. Like, we haven't seen Sam Darnold with all the tools that a Brock Purdy has had to work with. And this is somebody that everybody loved coming out of college. It was a top three pick. So I'm curious to see what that looks like when it comes to Sam Darnold potentially suiting up this weekend. And it's a good game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's going to be a fun one to watch. It's not an easy game. That's yeah, certain. tough one. That's tough one. A tough one, especially considering, you know, playoff consideration. Some people think, was it Albert Breer? Someone yeah. had this as a Super Bowl yep. prediction? Yeah. yeah. You have three lots the third loss staring you right in the face like right down in the face like hey bitch i'm right here look at me wow i'm your third loss ain't i look at me look at me i did this to you so they got some they got something to play for because the Bengals are still trying to play their way back up into the light too you got two teams one is on a two-game skid and you got a team that's trying to to climb back off a bye week off a bye week yeah that should be hard yeah, so it's going to be uh, they need be the win, though. fun to see how that one plays out here. Uh, gut feeling, who do you guys got in that game? I mean, if you had to uh, if you had to right now. I'll take like, the Bengals. I mean, I, I picked this game back when it was Bengals and the points at five and a half. What's the line right now, two and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half, okay. Yeah. Plus three and a half. Uh, I think I'm still going to take the Bengals. Nice. Until that line gets below three, I think, I think I'd still take the Bengals. That's, see, that's smart shopping. Uh, that's just smart uh, shopping. I'm telling uh, you, man. It is. Uh, I'm gonna just let I'm gonna just let Q have his prediction. I'm gonna just wait until we do our, mm, our like over it. unders and stuff. You're not ready to spread them. I'm right? not ready to spread them yet. Nope. Okay. I'm not gonna be that easy at oh. three fifteen, six fifteen. Yeah. Your time makes sense. Well, I'm not gonna do it. Who knows? We'll see how it turns. Jonas out. is much easier than you. Keep it closed. He does this? Yeah. I'm closed up. Yeah, I'm quick. Doesn't take a lot for yeah. me. Hey. Nope. I'll spread them at any point. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see how this turns out at the end of the week. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So, uh, hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs 
to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Uh, we've got a Deshaun Watson update if anybody's interested. I mean, did you need an update or did you already... Were you looking for confirmation? Well, who knows? I mean, oh, okay. it's a... Uh, well, know, what is the update? As the world turns. Well, I mean, don't listen to Let's me. Let's be careful on how we, you know, present this as well. You Why? Know, you don't want to say anything the wrong way. What could happen? <laughs> I mean, the goons come out for you. <laughs> Start yeah. telling you, wait till I see you in person, stuff like that. So don't just make sure it's positive, whatever it is. Keep it above board with, with this. By the dude. way, how, how would that play out? Like he approaches somebody on the set of Big Noon Kickoff, and next thing you know, Dave Coelho puts him in a darse choke. Well, <laughs> well, there's Dave. there's security on site. Yeah, there's there's some big dudes. And security. I know some. I know. The interesting stuff. thing is, like, how do you say, like, wait till I see you? But then you're like, yeah, I, I saw you. I'm like, well, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I just saw you. Wait you till I see trash? you, but you just saw. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. You know what was a little bit interesting, too, is, um, like, you know, obviously Dr. Chow, other doctors want to chime in. Now, even without examining uh, Deshaun, they would like to give their medical opinion on that. I, I've, I've never understood. I understand, like, trying to peel back the layers of, you know, wanting to provide medical information about players. But I also feel like it's a risky proposition. Like, as a doctor... I think most doctors would say outside of providing, you know, the typical like, hey, this is what is being reported as the injury. This is the issue. You got to be careful because you don't have hands on with that particular patient. You have no idea the specifics to the injury. 
outside of what's being reported. You're not a part of any sort of imaging and all that. So I do find it interesting that like people have made a business out of it, yet if we're being real with it, no one in, in their right mind would ever listen to a doctor that hasn't seen them personally. So I, I do find it interesting. Or, when you get, like, or analysts people, at that. You know what I mean? Like it's sure. just people giving opinions. It, it, and my it, that's opinion, all it is. And my, yeah. here's my opinion. He don't want to play. They don't want to play. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, like and that and look, uh, there was also remember when Geno Smith suffered the ankle sprain. I think it was on Monday Night Football. I think it was against the Giants. And there were some people on some you know medical experts who saw the injury and said, "Oh yeah, that's a high ankle sprain. He won't be back." He came back that same game. Like he missed a little bit of time, but he came back and and they ended up winning the game. So I don't know how you from you know the couch can diagnose what's what's going on with somebody's body but Kevin Stefanski the head coach of the Cleveland Browns he did talk with the media yesterday Uh, he gave the announcement on the decision at quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and just what his conversations have been like with Deshaun Watson PJ's going to start this week Uh, Deshaun's going to focus on his rehab Uh, I just feel like with what happened in the game landing on his shoulder uh, there's residual swelling that's affecting his throwing I think it's the best thing uh, for him to uh, rest this week and focus on the rehab. And, you know, as I've told you guys, I will always uh, make what I think are the best decisions for our football team, for Deshaun, uh, and I feel like this is the best decision uh, for this week. I talk to Deshaun every day. Uh, like I mentioned to you guys, it's uh, he wants to play very badly. Uh, he also knows that, that rehab is, is the decision this week, and um, but he's going to do everything he can to support his teammates. Uh, you know, he's a captain of the team. Uh, he provides great leadership. So uh, he wants very badly to play, um, but just this week it makes sense to focus on the rehab. All right. All right. So, well, it doesn't sound bad. Okay. He, so he was cleared to play – and he didn't play a couple of weeks ago. Then there was a bye. Then he didn't play again after the bye. Then he played but was pulled from the game out of caution. They did an MRI. His shoulder was not damaged in playing, yet he's still not playing. He doesn't want to play. Like that, like that's that's the way I look at this. There like how many times can you be medically cleared? And not play without somebody just saying the obvious, like you did, Lavar. He doesn't want to play. Like you know, I just I feel like he's gotten comfortable with not completing seasons, and that's a thing. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. When you have, again, I said this on 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 one of my podcast entries. I've never you know, been podcast. Well, you know, I didn't shamelessly <laughs> plug like you, um, but. <laughs> I may so mention of the fact that, like, you work your entire life. Like, he's he has a very, very humble beginning. I mean, so much so to the point of, if you know his story, at one point he was homeless. You know, he's one of the families that work done, you know, bought, bought them home uh, a home. If you're working your entire life to be able to create some just life stability – you know, it's not even it's, – it's like, yeah, you want to get a job. You're not going to be financially all the way stable. You're going to live check to check. But you know what? You have stability in your life, let alone if you work hard in life and you end up making it to a situation where you're guaranteed the amount of money that he has. And and by the way, the amount of money that he had before he even got to that contract was, was a large contract. So – I can only imagine the amount of 
experiences and the, and the things that he's he's done during the times where he's not playing. And that's a very like when I tell you it's a very real thing, that's a very real thing. When you have the type of financial resources at that level, the things that you do, the access you have to to different things and it almost it almost takes away that drive or that hunger and people say oh no nah, no nah, that's not that's overblown no no you're you're a player and you want to no you can lose the desire to want to go in to work every day you can lose the the will to to really really want to compete you might in your mind think you want to but there's a part of you that's sitting there saying i don't feel like getting up and going in today and you know what why should i you know, I just you know, and and then that when that happens, injuries hurt more, everything hurts more, meetings are longer. I I was there, I was at that point. My last year in the league, I started. I was dealing with injuries. I was there. You know, and you just start to lose your your kind of your focus in on it and your your passion for it, and you, you then ultimately the love leaves. Do you see love in Deshaun Watson's face and his actions when you see him on the field? He looks like a totally detached dude, is what it looks like to me. I mean, I'll say this though: like for people who have a ton of money, they'll also tell you like having money doesn't solve all your problems either you know it creates more amount of stress yeah yeah. Yeah. more money more problems that's what they say hell yeah look in this case the the thing that it's hard to understand is and this is this is where people i think took issue with what i said i've never once questioned deshaun watson's toughness he's played through injuries before it's why it's probably more surprising that he's not playing at this point like he's played through a torn acl so no one's questioning his toughness or his competitiveness. And it's what makes this whole thing a little more perplexing. And I understand the injury to the rotator cuff because I've had a posterior labrum tear. I've had torn cartilage in my ribs. Got shot up, got my shoulder shot up, played through it. Been there. Like had a Liz Frank injury, played through it, finished the game. Broke my right index finger. Tried to play through it, tried to start the next week in Cleveland. They literally took me out at half, and they said, hey, ball's not coming off your hand right. Think you need surgery. Like, been there, done that. No one's questioning his toughness or competitiveness. At least I'm not questioning his competitiveness. It's more about the timeline of what they've given out when they said four to six weeks. Well, the initial injury happened back in, what, September 24th? Uh, 22nd. Well, that was, what, Thursday? Because they played the Titans on the 24th. Uh, I'd, who knows at this point? Yes. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm telling you for a fact. Um, yeah, <laughs> telling you. Well, so, it wasn't that no one knows. It was actually they played the Titans on the 24th, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the 24th. Oh, okay, yeah, you cool. know, I think it was on the 24th yeah, that they yeah, played. Um, but the point is, is now we are a month after that, and so I don't know if like the rehab clock restarts because he played last week, and when he got knocked down on the interception, they said he fell on his shoulder. It looked like he hit his head, honestly. I thought it was more concussion related because he did, I believe, get checked out That's, for I'm, that. I'm with you on that. that. It looked like he hit his head. Yeah, and that's like, what I, they were talking like, right. about. All right, clear concussions. Like, but now it's the shoulder. Like, it was. If you recall, that's what Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson addressed his shoulder. He didn't even address the concussion. Right. You know. So, so my my point is, does that restart the clock for what's going on with his shoulder? 
Because otherwise, like, you're in that window. Would he, based on all our medical experts that haven't examined him that want to chime in, <laughs> that say you should be back by now. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's to the point where, as, again, I think for Browns fans out there, you're watching a team that sits at 4-2, and two, they can make a run, they can be a team that competes, I think, for an AFC championship if they get, I guess at this point, P.J. Walker playing a little better, right? If he starts to pick things up, takes care of the football, the way they're running the football, their defense, the way they're playing, like, they're going to have a shot. So, I, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of just moving on to, all right, like, what do we got this week? If I'm a Browns fan, Browns player, who do we got this week? And, and who do we have healthy that we're able to, you know, put out there? That's it, all that matters. It just like the the part that still just doesn't make sense to me. And you know, he he gets cleared. They're saying no further damage. He got another MRI this week, as we laid out. But you know, Adam Schefter's got you know this, you know, more clarity on Deshaun's injuries. Uh, told him he's got you know this strain of you know whatever the it is. Uh, you know, four to six weeks. Okay. Well, if there's been no other further damage to it. And that was the injury at the four to six week mark. Why didn't you just put him on IR? Had they put him on IR, there just wouldn't have been any questions. Like there wouldn't have been any, okay, he's on IR. He's going to miss this amount of time. It's just the week by week approach when you knew it wasn't a week by week injury after the fact, none of it adds sense. They're still supportive. I mean, hearing the head coach speak on it, they're still supportive of him. He has to be, doesn't he? No, he doesn't have to be. He, 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 he doesn't have to be, but he still is. And I'm just curious how long this plays out. Well, I mean, you're out on Sunday. Okay. You've been con- t- continuously missing games or coming out of the game. I mean, you only played a quarter. You didn't even play a quarter. If you're, let me ask you guys this because both you guys are ultra competitive and have played through a lot. If your coach pulled you aside and said, hey, I know you're cleared. I know medically you can go out and play but I'm making this, this decision to pull you out of this game and you're not going to play this week. You would fight him on that. No? I would, I would want to understand why. See, I would feel like there's an ulterior motive if that were the case. Like I'm not, I'm not the player that I think I am if a coach is, unless he can explain to me the significance of the reason why you're holding me out. That's, that's, that's how I would handle it. Like, cause if you know me as a player, if you if you coached me as a player, that's not even something that you're going to. You're not even going to come to me with that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to come like Lavar. We we know you're healthy. We know you're cleared to play. We know you're practicing. But you know what? Like, we're just we're going to hold you out this game. Like preseason, that might be it. But a regular season game, I mean, why would you even approach someone of my caliber? with with something of that buffoonery it just do it wouldn't make sense so i wouldn't know how to handle it because it's not something that i would be faced with i I think the other side of this conversation though is it'd be one thing if they were a team that was struggling but they're not like they're they're winning with without him being there and i think that also lends you to think well maybe they can be more patient with it like maybe kevin stefanski would be like hey dude we need you we need you to go in there because we don't right now we're we're not winning and if we want to have a shot we've we've got to we've got to have you in there we've got to have a shot of you at least playing even though you're 100% whatever percentage you are is better than the alternative but that's not the position there they're they're winning even without him so maybe they feel like they can be more patient you know with allowing him to get back to 100% and when he feels like he's 100% to get back out there and play 
There's also that side of the conversation. And that's very possible. I just think if you're in a if we're in a conversation where the the debate is talking to Deshaun Watson and and seeing if he wants to go or pleading with him or reasoning with him about going, you're already in the wrong place. Like I've heard of holding guys back in spite of themselves. I've never really outside of the guys who have checked out where a coach or their t- – and here's another thing you got to think about. I mean, maybe I'm negligent on on all of the information, but I haven't seen any other players come out and have anything to say about it. And and to me, when a guy is under fire – I mean, who needs players when you got throwing coaches? You know what I mean? Well, when that's I guess that's true. Yeah. No, it's not true at all. Uh, when your players say, you know what, like – Deshaun needs this time or, you know, we got Deshaun until he gets back or anything like just any type of show of public support in the media as it applies to your fellow man. You know that there's a level of respect there. Like you're not really hearing anybody say anything about him, which it almost feels like they're probably unconcerned or unbothered by the fact that he's not playing. And I say I made mention of this last week. The worst thing that could ever happen, and that is if you're still into being someone in your locker room and on the field with your team, the worst thing you could ever do is allow your teammates to lose respect for who you are and lose the belief in the fact that we need you with us to be able to win. If they continue to win without him, when he comes back, they're still looking at him kind of like, well, we've been winning without you. It's still going, you're going to be looked at a little bit differently if the circumstances aren't on the up and up. Now, if he's really injured, that's different. But if you get that feeling that he's detached and he's not a part of us and, you know, he's not part of this program the way that he's supposed to be, that could be a difficult challenge. That could be a challenge that Stefanski is going to have to make sure he's looking at monitoring and managing possibly. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Right now, the man that's in is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it now, at Albert Breer. Albert, big week for you. How we feeling? Good morning, LeVar. Good morning, oh, Albert geez. Breer. Good morning. Wow, right out of the gate. You had a good game. Damn. I mean, y'all, y'all got it. You got bragging rights for another, yet another year, you know. Yeah, I'm 2-0 on this show. Oh, Oh. I mean, spoken like a true Buckeye. Yeah, and now he's got to build an excuse if uh, if Michigan loses, (laughs) or excuse me, if Ohio State loses to Michigan. He'll just say, oh, it was the sign stealing. I I, I, I was going to say – Lavar, we, we 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 really got the heat taken off of you guys this week, huh? Uh, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, Albert, I was at the game. You guys aren't that good. You got you got you got you got a good defense for certain. You got one really really amazing uh, receiver. I mean, he's special. You know, the tight end is yep. good too. But I'm, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys so took saying, it. I, so I wouldn't so be surprised saying. if Wisconsin beat y'all, man. I'm just being honest. I don't know. So you're saying, well, I mean, trust me, like I, I watched football like this for 10 years when Jim Trestle was the coach. So this isn't a foreign, this isn't foreign to me. Like I've seen, I've seen teams win this way before, but, uh, you guys got a great defense too. You guys got a great defense too. We kept us in the game. Some other things apparently. Yeah, well, we we yeah, we're, we're we're working to figure things out. But you know what? That's here nor there. You guys got the W, well, and and congrats on your win, and and still being you know, a top of the the board of rankings, and and moving forward undefeated. There you go. Thank you. See, Levar, see the respect it. there. It's hey, a respect hey, Levar, factor. Lavar, Lavar, I really yep. appreciate you guys playing a nice clean game too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a clean everything, game. Everything, everything seemed to be above board um, oh, on Saturday. You're being oh, a, you, I, I can hear I mean, the sarcasm Albert, in your voice. What are you voice. trying to say right I now, I can hear Albert? the sarcasm. 
I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I, I enjoy a, a well played game filled with integrity, right? Like it's just. It was good to see that on Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah, he's taking a shot at Michigan. He's moved on to Michigan. Clearly, you've already beaten okay, us. Okay, well, so. just flat out ask you, uh, yeah. Albert, is, is the sign stealing why Michigan has beaten Ohio State the past two years by, I think, double digits these the past two no, years? No, 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 no. I'm a man of integrity. Like, and I, uh, you know, I look, the scoreboard's the scoreboard. So, you know, we'll see what happens this year, but scoreboard's yeah. the scoreboard. Huh. Wow. I mean, fired up. Huh. He Amazing. came in. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> you went to Ohio State, didn't you? <laughs> Damn. Jeez. Um, all right. Uh, so when you win, you get to talk. Sh- you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're that's close true. there. No, no, I, I I knew where I was going. I went you right to the. Uh, sh- no, no, I mean? it's all good. It's okay. all good. Yeah, it's um, all good. All right, so Albert, uh, something that's not all good is Brock Purdy. He's in concussion protocol, which looks like we might see Sam yep. Darnold in in line to start for the Forty ers Um, when did you did, did you notice anything, or did you talk to people? Did this was this as surprising to you as it was other people that it just popped yeah. up on a Wednesday? Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. And, you know, sometimes these things happen. I I don't know. I mean, I this stuff is so sensitive, Jonas, you know, like that. Um, you know, like I, I know everybody thinks something nefarious might have happened and everything else. But the reality is, you know, these things can happen in football games and can go unnoticed in football games. And there are independent concussion spotters at these games. And, um, and look, like, you know, I, I, I think, and, you know, we got two of the guys here who played in the league. Like, I – you know, like guys are going to do what they need to do to to stay in games. You know, and I, it, if Brock Purdy ignored symptoms or didn't report symptoms or played through something that maybe he shouldn't have played through, like he certainly wouldn't be the first person to do that. Um, you know, especially as a quarterback and a guy who you know your team really needs you out there. So, um, I mean, I like again, like it's it's good they caught it when they did. Um, it's good that they, they, they were able to, to, to figure out what he was going through. Um, but until like, there's like proof that someone ignored, someone willingly ignored something like, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a big leap to take to think that like, you know, like there was anything nefarious that went on here. I would assume that, you know, in this case, it was just look like, you know, people missed it and maybe Brock himself missed it. And, you know, it's good that they caught it on the way home. You know, this honestly brings to mind, like when you were young, I remember one of the first times, I think I was playing tackle football in third grade, and I had a coach ask me, are you hurt or are you injured? And at, the, at a very young age, he was trying to like really teach me the difference between the two. Yeah. Like if you're hurt, you're going to be in pain, but you can still play. If you're injured, you can't play. And it kind of brings into that where I think you're seeing that right now kind of across the NFL in some ways. But it is when you look at this sort of thing, do you sit there and say to yourself, like, the NFL should reevaluate how they go about identifying concussions or handling yeah. concussions or well, injuries for that matter? It seems like with the injury reports, too, and just I don't know what you want to call the B. John Robinson situation a couple weeks ago, but how do you think they, they need to go about handling basically giving out information, especially for the betting markets? Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild you say that, Brady, because we just had actually had that talk with our third-grade football team last night about being hurt and being injured. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like, – I think they've already done a ton, and I, and I do think we're making progress, right? Like I think – was it like three, four years ago that Ben Roethlisberger self-reported one, right? And, you know, and, and that was great to see that, right? Like that, that a guy would say, you know what, like I don't feel right. I'm going to say something to the doctor. The doctor was able to diagnose him, and they were able to pull him out of the game. 
here's the problem, and I think this is the problem not just with concussions but with all injuries. And you guys, and, and you guys can relate to this. Ben Roethlisberger did that when he was what 15 years into the league and had you know nine figures in his bank account. So like he was in a position where he could afford to do that. If you're talking about a guy, you know, like a, a Brock Purdy, for example, who could eventually get there, but certainly isn't there now and doesn't want to open the door for somebody else to come in and take his job, which is the reality of almost every guy in the NFL. It's like if you come off the field for 80% of the guys in the NFL, you come off the field and you risk losing your job for it, right? How hard is it to get that guy to report, oh, my God, I got my bell rung, or I'm seeing stars, or, you know, my knee doesn't feel quite right, or my shoulder feels loose. Like, that's the problem, you know, and that's the fundamental issue is, um, you know, in a league without guaranteed contracts, you know, and this is kind of the dichotomy, like, you know, with the NFL itself, it's like they're never going to guarantee all the contracts, yet they want you to report all the injuries. Well, like if you're a player in that situation and you know, like, your ability to continue playing the game – like rides on your ability to stay on the field, you're going to do everything you can to stay on the field. And I what think happens, that's what makes it really difficult. So how does that change in a player's mindset, Albert, if you have a fully guaranteed deal? I mean, I think, I think at, least, at the very least, if you have a, if you have a fully guaranteed, and, I, and it may not even have as much to do with the contract, but I do think it does to some degree, like, uh, like look, like if I sign up, if I, if I come in, if I'm a first-round pick and I sign a fully guaranteed four-year deal, right, well, and I'm in my, the second year of my deal. Well, then I know, like, that team's probably not cutting me after the year. Versus, like, if I'm a seventh-round pick, which is what Brock Purdy is, like, none of my money's guaranteed. And so, like, if I get hurt and somebody else takes my job, then they can just cut me at the end of the year, and it's not a problem. I think it all ties to job security. You know what I mean? And maybe it's not the money so much as it is the job security. Um, you know, but, you know, like job security in the NFL is zero for most players, you know? And guys who come in as first-round picks at a two, you guys did, like, you have a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I think every and, – and, and you guys can speak to this much better than I can. Like, hey, there's just – like, for almost everybody in the NFL – your job security is day to day, and um, and there's somebody behind you in most cases is a really good player, and is ready to take your job. And in Brock Purdy's case, the guy behind him was the third pick in the draft five years ago. Now he hasn't played great, but he still got talent, you know. So, you know, you, you sort of understand the psychology of this. And I I don't know that like guarantee contracts would fix it, you know, across the board probably wouldn't. Um, but I do think like the fact that contracts aren't guaranteed do affect the way that certain players approach these situations and affect the culture of, of players playing hurt in the league. I thought that was a great explanation, A.B., and you used the word nefarious earlier on in, a, in another response. Taking what your explanation was with guaranteed versus not guaranteed, nefarious, I mean, how do you relate that to what's going on in Cleveland, if, if at all? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a weird situation, definitely. I mean, I look, I, I I go on what I know, and what I know is the coaches and players that I've talked to there still have Deshaun's back on this. And um, you know, I talked to PJ Walker after a game a couple of weeks ago, and he said Deshaun had helped him get ready for the game, and a couple of his coaches sure have he a positive attitude. And I, he's done a lot, like he's done a lot behind the scenes. So he's still. I just think if like if he was quitting on the team, like you would get that vibe, and I don't get that vibe. But look, like I'm, I see everything that everybody else sees too. You know what I mean? Which is like 
this was seen as something that was like a day-to-day or a week-to-week type of injury, and now we're at five or six weeks, and we seem to be going backwards, where it was we're taking it right up until the game, and then he can't play, or we're actually starting him in the game and then pulling him to now like he's being ruled out on Wednesday. So like that definitely makes it look like it's going backwards. And then you have the PR aspect of this, you know, which is the injury information got out this week. And why is that? Well, I, I mean, trust me, like this is my line of work. Like I know the way this works, Like that doesn't get out for no reason. And it means somebody was feeling the heat, whether it's somebody in Deshaun's camp or somebody with the Browns. So this has definitely gotten to the point where it's, where it's a little weird. And again, like I don't have, I don't have any evidence that, like, you know, the team is upset with him or that his teammates are upset with him or that he's quit on the team. But it's definitely in a very, very, very strange place. Albert Brewer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Albert, the trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday the 31st. Happy Halloween. Who's going to get something? Who's on the move? What are you hearing? Yeah, so I think Minnesota is a team to watch now. I, and the interesting thing is, like, three of the teams that would have put it in this category won over the weekend, Minnesota, Denver, New England, that would be sellers. Um, Minnesota would be a team to watch, though. And so, um, you know, I think Daniil Hunter is the one that everybody's got their eye on. Maybe for a day-two pick, he goes somewhere. He's in a contract year. Uh, you know, they'll get calls on K.J. Osborne. If Harrison Smith wanted to go somewhere, I think they could find a home for him. I don't know that he will. He took a pay cut to stay there. Um, you know, Carolina, you know, they'll get calls on Brian Burns. Um, you know, they, they, they've turned down massive offers for Brian Burns over the last year. So they haven't had the appetite to move him, but he is in the contract here. Um, you know, and then I think Denver is interesting because Denver's going to listen on everybody. Um, and it's not going to be a fire sale, but Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Garrett Bowles, Josie Jewell, Justin Simmons, and I've and they've gotten calls on Patrick Sertan, too. Now, Sertan, I think, would be a whole harder to get. But if somebody comes with the Jalen Ramsey package, would they listen? You know, um, they need picks. And they're going to be looking for picks over the next week. Um, and then New England, you know, they've got a number of young players. Josh Uche, Mike Nwainu, um, you know, Kyle Duggar, that are up after this year that they haven't been able to re-sign. Um, so they're going to listen on people, too. So, um, you know, I think you're going to have a healthy market. And then, you know, the other one will be Washington. And I, I miss them there. But the two defensive ends in Washington, bear watching. Montez Sweat and Chase Young, um, especially if they lose on Sunday. I, the, the commanders, I think, will listen on both of those guys. I don't think they'll trade both of them. But, I think, I think that, but, but they're certainly open to the idea of trading one or the other. And if I had to guess right now, I would say they'd be more – amenable to moving Chase Young than, than Montez White. Wow, he could be on his way out. Chase so, Young. hold on, you're telling me, Albert, even if Minnesota wins this week, they'll still be shopping players? I mean, they'd be 2-0 in the division. They'd be climbing yeah. back into the playoff hunt, and they're just going to deal all these players and say, hey, Kirk, keep playing at a high level. Uh, you gotta, you got to go well, out and win this thing. I mean, you got to consider where they are, though, Brady. I mean, like they've been very disciplined. The Giants are the same way. Their record isn't as good, but but the Giants and, and the Vikings took the same approach, which was like last year they were going to win with the players they inherited, and then they were going to go through their cap reset in year two. And so like the, the Vikings, I think, are carrying something like $60 million of dead money this year. They've reset a bunch of things. They obviously jettisoned some, some veteran players, you know, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Eric Hendricks. 
Um, they're really, this is really a reset year for them. And so, like, there's two sides of it, right? Like, which is, like, if you're really resetting, you want to build up draft capital, and you, you don't want to go all in on players who are going to be gone next year. Daniil Hunter would fit in that category as a guy who's going to be a free agent next year. Um, you know, but on the other side, yeah, you do want to give the guys who are, are in-house now a chance to compete. So they're balancing those two things. Like, I think, I, I would say this, Brady, I think, like, they're more cognizant of their ability to get back in the race now than they were a week or two ago. But they're still going to listen on, 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 on players that they don't think are going to be there in a year or two. He is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. And I don't even need to ask him. I think he feels like this weekend at the end of the game, Ohio State will be leading Wisconsin by more than 14 and a half points. That's my maybe, guess. Maybe. Cam Brandle, you know what, though? Camp Randall's a tough place to play. And, uh, and Luke Fickle knows Ohio State pretty well. So I, it could be a little bit more of a dogfight than people think. So there it is, uh, the great Albert Breer. Albert, we appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, boss. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Sam, what? <laughs> Iowa just I- won Iowa there. loves it. He doesn't. <laughs> Iowa <laughs> Sam <laughs> loves it. I mean, Iowa did just win there, so, you know. <laughs> Ohio State should go in there and win by 40, right? <laughs> Iowa won by nine. Sam just yells in my ear. Iowa just won there. <laughs> it, had been, it had been a minute. It's been about I, eight, I eight even, years, I think. I couldn't even hear Albert side off because Sam was so. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. Listen, I know. You know, they won. Yeah. Big win for Iowa. Yeah. Uh, they, by the way, cough went up to Floyd. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Q's finger speed is a freaking a blip. I'm gonna start I, I had my mic on mute. That's why I was like, I wonder if he's here. Like Sam. I think. I, think I wasn't typing. I, I think don't have my the mic on. speed of your fingers and the typing and how it's hitting the, the button it overwhelmed the mute. Yeah. It was quicker than Whoa. the mute. I'm oh. telling you, you're like you're like. <laughs> Flash Gordon on them, on them keys, boy. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't either, bro. You probably you probably pick up piano quick if you try it. You really could. Your, I did. Your finger I did. dexterity I actually had the crazy. piano teacher after five lessons told me he asked if I wanted to learn the guitar because I was not picking up on reading oh, music very well. Oh, we'll yeah. tell that piano teacher to kiss your ass. Yeah. All right, you don't deserve that. He's actually a nice gentleman. He, uh, we got to a certain guy. point. We kind of hit a wall and. I was like, well, I got to, in the offseason, I got to focus on football a little more. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 